Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And this is Song vs. Song. Hey, everybody. Let's dance! We are... <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a feeling. <laughs> yes, that's right. We are uh, doing the great dance movie anthems. They come out the same year? No, 83 and 84, but of the 80s. We Very are doing close, though, and they and they have something in common as pertains to um, charts, which maybe we'll talk about. All right, but we are talking about Kenny Loggins's Footloose versus Irene Cara's Flashdance. Dot dot dot. What a feeling! What a great title, by the way. What a what a title! What a title! <laughs> what a title! <laughs> All right, this one was one you pitched to me, I I believe. Is that so? I was going to ask you why you picked this, and it I I did not remember that because I don't remember things. Well, what I remember is that you wanted to do one of these songs because it's fun to talk about movies at the same time as we talk about the songs they're from. And you definitely pitched one of these to me. I can't remember which one. But like once we had one, the, the second song was... Incredibly obvious. What else could either of these songs go against except other songs from their respective movies? Well, I'm going to reject that notion that I recommended one of these songs. I'm sure I, if it was me, I know which song I would have selected and it is not either one of these. <laughs> really? What, what would have been? Well, I suppose we'll find out in just a moment. Todd, which song did you pick? I don't know. I voted in my own poll, but I can't remember which one because, quite honestly, I'm not a huge fan of either of these songs. Really? Okay. I mean, I don't I don't dislike any of them, either of them, but they're fine. It seems to me like they are a little more prominent in the culture than their quality deserves, I would say. Interesting. So here's the thing. My... Um I I have not voted, and I haven't looked at the comments as I Mm -hmm. leave the actual work to you. Uh, But I believe that I will represent what I'm assuming all the comments are, which is that the correct answer is maniac. (laughs) Um, Are you sure you haven't looked at it? uh, No, I truly have not. And here's the thing. And if it's not maniac, then the right answer is I'm free. Heaven helps the man, which Which, is that's from Footloose. Which... Which, which scene? That's a good question. Um, and it's already gone from my mind, even though I literally just watched it. But that song is amazing. I remember it being it's there. It's not it's the like, tractor oh, scene. A... I know that much. <laughs> I, I remember there was a second Kenny Loggins song, but I don't remember where I saw it. Oh, my God. I, I looked it up. The, I looked up the music video to see if it was like one of those, like, here's the scene from the movie. No, it is uh, Kenny Loggins is doing some shit in this video. It kind of looks like looked the beat at it. it. Oh God! Kind of looks like the Beat It video. There's a lot of shadow and leather jackets. Oh, the cops are out now. This is ridiculous. Oh, Kenny Loggins has just snuck into some girl's bedroom and is staring at her while she sleeps. What the fuck is happening in this music video? And now he's eating a banana. It turns <laughs> out it's a Weird Al video. Oh wow. Well, anyway, that is not the song we were meant to talk about no but what we have what we have uh, established is that when we are talking about grammy winner and possible faustian bargain maker kenny loggins you already have 
one more song you prefer by him over Footloose. Absolutely. In fact, I would say that my favorite Kenny Loggins song is not even on the soundtrack. Well, he's only got like two songs on it. That's true. But I mean, like of his movie songs. Well, there are many options. I think there are a lot. He's been around a long time. Yes, he has. He's not one of those guys you think of who is like the biggest star of all time, but he was around for fucking ever. Your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock. That was him. So we are getting to Loggins after his soft rock phase, after his yacht rock phase, now in his soundtrack phase. I'm going to guess you vastly prefer Danger Zone. That's fucking right. That song rules. I love Danger Zone. That's like one of my favorite songs of all time. And Footloose is okay. Lena! What? You're in the Danger Zone. I'm always in the Danger Zone. (laughs) Have you met me? I'm a dangerous person to know. Um, Listen, here's my actual answer to to the question. I don't know why I said your question. I'm the one that asked. Which Mm -hmm. one of these songs is better? I prefer... What a feeling. But if I had to put my hand on my heart and say, which one do I think is a better song? I would give it to Footloose. You know, like I think what kind of clinched it for me is the fact that all today, when I was basically just screwing around and doing a little bit of prep for this podcast and not listening to any music, I have been singing Footloose in my head for, you know, since I got up. And for most of yesterday, I would probably say also, that song gets in there. Gotta cut loose, foot loose, kick off your Sunday shoes. But that may be influenced by the fact that I have watched two Footlooses in the past couple days and only one Flashdance. You definitely took, you took a path that I dare not take. <laughs> the path that leads to Blake Shelton. Uh, I did not take it. And I'll tell you, um, I'm very curious because I don't really know a lot about the 2010s Footloose beyond the fact that it's a Blake Shelton joint. Uh, He does do the um, theme song for this, but it starts out with the original version. And then in the remake, you actually see the car accident that that leads to uh, the town banning alcohol and dancing. So it's a, it's a little heavier than the original 80s version, which is a goofy fucking movie. I mean, I got to tell you, feels unnecessary. <laughs> I don't like that. And I'm a horror movie fan and I'm sitting there going like, did we need that? When I when they when they talk about the, the bridge scene, I guess we'll talk about the movies for a little while because we both like talking about movies, even though it's neither of our job. Um, but mm-hmm. Whenever they, when they're like, oh, I hate going over this bridge. I'm like, it makes, I'm like, what, what happened at the bridge? Oh, right. I remember what it was, but in my head, it's that scene from Lost Boys where they're all hanging <laughs> from the bottom of the bridge and they all let go because they think they're vampires, but they just die. And everyone's like, it must've been the dancing. <laughs> no more dancing. You know, the, the movie does seem to make the point that without the, the escape of dancing, the kids are doing increasingly stupid things, stupid, dangerous things. They're like playing chicken on tractors and car surfing. The tractor scene, truly the most important thing to come out of Footloose. 
Well, in the remake, it is like a full-on demolition derby with tricked-out buses. Once again, feels really <laughs> unnecessary. Look, my critique of both of these films is um, what? What is it? I think you didn't you do like a Norm Macdonald quote the other day where you're like, "Not gay enough." I would say that both of these movies are subtextually pretty gay. That's but you know how I feel about subtext when it comes to that. <laughs> All like, cowards. I, like, look, yeah, you fucking cowards. Like, I know it's the 1980s, so I get I get why it turned out the way that it did. But you know, if I was going to let's say remake one or both of these films in the 2010s, I would probably if I was going to take anything that wasn't actually in the film, something that was subtextual or met- mentioned the background but never seen, and make it a textual thing. It would be how fucking gay these movies are. That feels like the obvious thing to do. But instead, it seems like the Footloose movie remake is like a country movie. They're like, let's make it country. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot more Southern accents. Fuck in- that. That's the laziest thing. You, It's just like, it's the laziest way you could remake Footloose. I'm sorry. That's the dullest thing you could do. Sorry, country music. That's the most boring Especially in the 2010s, because you know what kind of country it's going to be, and it's not good country music. At the very least, Footloose seems remakeable. Flashdance could only have been made in 1983. If you tried to make this movie in 1989, even, it wouldn't make any sense. This, to me... Feels like a challenge, <laughs> and I don't. I don't know that I can just immediately pop off, but I'm gonna think about it while we're recording this episode. It's gonna. I'm gonna put it in the back of my mind, let it churn around, um, churn around, and then maybe <laughs> at the end, I'll I'll give you a pitch for a it's a 2022 flash dance. Um, but well, all right, for me, flash dance is not about anything that happens in it it's about the aesthetic it's, it's a- about those cold Giorgio marauder scents it's about the image of what's her face dancing while like with a lot of dry ice and backlighting that's what that movie is about I mean Mar- I, I watch marauder it for is first- such a great name but it's so close to Mordor that I just want that to be the <laughs> name like like if, how how did Flashdance even come to be? Well, in Mordor, <laughs> in the fires of Mount Doom. Yeah, it seems like if you were just picking a song based on cred alone, then Irene Cara's Flashdance, "What a Feeling," is the obvious answer. What's the one that got a Grammy? It, it's it, it's also, it's also got an Oscar. And, and oh, well, maybe it's just the Oscar that it got. I know that. Um, Footloose won nothing. Big goose egg on that one. But uh, what's interesting about those songs, what they have in common, is that they both knock out the same song. First, Flashdance does it with, with, with What a Feeling. And then again, Footloose does it. It's the same song, though. It was a song that was in the top spot twice because it was in the top spot for so long. Oh, what is that? Well, that would be Michael Jackson's Thriller. Thriller was the number one hit? Pretty sure. I'm going to look this up right now. There you go. I the don't... movie Flashdance was released on April 15th, 1983. On May 28th, the song hit number one U.S., where it stayed for six weeks. On June 25th, the soundtrack went to, st- went 
went to number one and stayed for two weeks, interrupting the... Oh, it's of the, the album. Excuse that me. makes more sense, yes. Went to uh, number one, stayed for two weeks, interrupting the run of Michael Jackson's Thriller, which had been at the top spot for 17 weeks, and would return for another 20, eventually knocked off by Footloose, the soundtrack. Crazy. You know, 83 and 84 are just about the biggest years in pop music history. Like, it's one or the other. And it is insane to me. Like, this is a, these are years for giants like Michael and Madonna and Springsteen and Prince. And in between, you have these goofy fucking movies with like not a single star on the soundtrack at all. Not like, not like a single real genuine superstar. Like, Kenny Loggins became like, was around forever, but he was never higher than the B plus list. And Irene Cara, like no one became a, a star off of Flashdance. Irene Cara made a couple bad movies and had some problems with her label. And then she just disappeared entirely after 1983. And Jennifer Beals didn't like become a huge superstar. She was always oh, around. How dare you? <laughs> you don't consider the L word to be superstardom. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, I, I don't even know like any of the other actors in, in that movie. Do you want to do so wait, you said that you were kind of eh on both the songs. Yeah. Are you also eh on both the movies? You know, it's funny, both Flashdance and Footloose are not movies you really need to watch to have watched. You know what I mean? Even if you have not seen Footloose or Flashdance, I mean you probably n- know the major scenes or know what it's about. Or, like, if you just imagined what the movies are like, you would probably be correct. Footloose is definitely the better movie. Flashdance is, like, almost not a movie. Well, again, if I had to say which one I prefer and which one is better, I would have the same response. In my heart, I love Flashdance more. Really? Yes, I love Flashdance. Flashdance is such a mood. It's this story about a young woman who's stuck living this fucking Joe job. Doesn't She's a steel town girl on a Saturday night. Yeah, doesn't have a lot of money. Really wants to be able to be like a beautiful, stunning woman who dances proudly and is known for this this very... You know, very flashy, very feminine behavior, but she's got to be a steelworker by day. And it's all about how she doesn't have the money and she doesn't have the situation to dig out of it. And she's got to find a way out of it. Like there's a love story in there that I find very boring. Um, that's the <laughs> only like that and the weird thing where there's a, a, a stand up comic guy who I'm like, so originally that was a gay subplot. Right. And they just put in the stand up comedy guy in there instead. Like got to be. Has to be. Um, that's another, you know, flashdance, same problem. Like all the, the queer stuff is subtext. But my point is that she has to dig her way out. She tries to help her friend who flails. And like, I know that there's not a plot plot per se, but it feels so true in my heart. I understand. I relate with her. I understand this person. This is a person who I feel a very powerful connection to. And so it feels ridiculous because it's just very much a bunch of like MTV music videos 
and yet also, like, I don't know, very true to life. Just a lot of vignettes that, like, if I was to make music videos out of my life, I'm like, maybe they would look like this. I don't know. Uh, so I love that movie very much. But Footloose has a plot, a very definitive <laughs> plot. And characters, definitive characters, I understand who they are, what the deal is. And also, Footloose has another great thing going for it, which is that there's an entire scene where they're trying to convince the town to let them dance. And the preacher's daughter is like, we should use lines from the Bible, which Kevin Bacon character, but Kevin Bacon's character does. And my favorite part of that is it doesn't work. Of course not. Just like real. Listen, like they, it could have worked and then I would have been, it would have taken me so completely out of this otherwise realistic film. But I was like, man, I really appreciate that that wasn't the thing that did it. We all know who to thank for things turning around, and that's Diane Weist. You can't not love a movie with Diane Weist in it. That's just a fact. Oh, I'm sure I could. I could find one. How dare you? <laughs> Don't even try. I will say this in defense of Flash Dance, dot, 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 what a feeling, which, you know, is not my favorite Georgia Marauder song, not my favorite song from that movie even. But I can say definitively that Flashdance is at least the second best song on Flashdance. And Ooh. Footloose is definitely well below the second best song from Footloose. Oh, man. I feel like had I had I known going in what I would have pitched for this podcast is <laughs> never mind what we usually do. We're just going to rank the songs from <laughs> Footloose. Because there's only nine. We could have done it. Um, all right. So what's the best song on Footloose? The best song from Footloose is definitely holding out for a hero. And at some point, we're going to put holding out for a hero against Maniac and see how that goes. Oh, God. Sequel. There's your unnecessary remake. But <laughs> Yes. Well, then we'll just talk about um, the songs. And of course, if we're going to talk about any movie, it wouldn't be Footloose when it comes to that song. We all know. know what movie we'd be talking about, Todd, Short Circuit 2. Eat that, Shrek 2 fans. But Holding Out for a Hero is the best song off of Footloose, but I don't know if it's necessarily the best song or the best Footloose song. I don't know how to put that, but like, it is just does not fit in this movie at all. It's put on the soundtrack of like a really stupid tractor scene that is, does not fit the scene at all. Every time I watch it, I think, what did they think this scene was? <laughs> what did they think they had here? <laughs> like it's gold. I love that scene, but what, like, I, I don't know what makes it good except for the fact that the song is so in, improperly paired with the scene. Yes. Like that's part of what makes it so fucking funny. And that his foot gets stuck. I gotta get loose. <laughs> foot. Yeah, he can't get his foot loose. It's the plot of the movie, right? That's what it's about. It's about how his foot's stuck in the track. Oh. Anyway, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's brilliant. I But I don't think you could, like a, like a, like the best MS23K episodes, you, you couldn't have intentionally made that. No. It's only by accident that that's so good. So I, I get what you're saying. So then leaving out 
holding out for a hero, what is the actual best song? The song that both is great and fits the actual movie. I would say that is easily let's hear it for for the the boy. boy. Yes. Great. Also a number one hit. Great song. It's definitely the best scene in the movie. You know, I've seen this movie before. I wasn't really, you know, it's just another stupid eighties movie. That's probably too popular for its quality. But then that let's hear it for the boy scene hits. It is so good. I, I, I just, Chris Penn trying to snap in rhythm and failing and Kevin Bacon getting like very noticeably frustrated by the end of it. He can actually dance. It's so good. And it's funny because apparently Chris, Chris Penn literally could not dance and they yes. had to work really, really hard to make it look like he knew what he was doing. One well, also that wasn't in the movie. Like they rewrote the movie <laughs> to incorporate the fact that he could not dance, which is Amazing. I love that so much. Um, but also, like, isn't that just code for Willard's gay and he, he's not ready to come out? You you will have to tell me. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is Willard is gay and he's uncomfortable inside of his own skin because he lives in this ultra conservative town and he doesn't have access to the Internet because it doesn't exist yet. So he's got no way out, no way of admitting to himself. So he's completely closeted. And like a lot of closeted people, he feels deeply uncomfortable inside of his own skin. So he's avoiding. And one of the ways that he avoids is that he never learns to dance. And once he starts dancing, he is able to experience the full breadth of his emotions, including the fact that he's clearly attracted to Kevin Bacon. You know, I am going to disagree because there is like shockingly no sexual tension in a fucking montage where a guy teaches another guy to dance. Like there's nothing going on between them. They like, go out. No, effort. Th- I disagree. Take- I feel that they go out of their way to remove it as much as they can. And it's still there. So we disagree and that's fine. And, and, and speaking as a heterosexual, complete fucking oaf, I also saw myself in that character. So I, I think I have to disagree here. Okay. Okay. I look forward. This is one of those great times where people will get to respond to this episode and tell me that you are right and I'm wrong, um, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, I often am just it's a lot of wish fulfillment in my life. Uh, anyway, there are songs on both of these soundtracks that I believe should be in the other movie. Well, here's the thing: like Footloose is pretty stacked it with is. Uh, with hits, at least memorable songs like I don't love Almost Paradise. In fact, I would say I hate Almost Paradise, but it's a memorable song versus Flashdance, which just has the two and a whole bunch of filler. Yeah, I guess that's, well... I was not impressed with any of them. Footloose has got songs that are good for the radio, and Flashdance has songs that really only work in the context of the film and no other place. That's fair, that's fair. If you listen to Moving Pictures Never, that sounds like a Flashdance song to me. That sounds like it belongs on Flashdance. And if you listen to um, Seduce Me Tonight, that sounds like a Footloose song to me. The strip club song? Yeah, it's got a little, like, it sounds like that's the song they should be playing when they go to the the place where they dance. That very, like, looks like everyone's going to line dance yeah, they do want to dance in the remake, by the way. Of course, fucking 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course they do. I sensed it. I sensed you, Blake Shelton. <laughs> your horrible influence um, on so many things I care about in my life. Footloose and Gwen Stefani. I guess it's just the two things. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, you know, that's one thing. I also think it's fun fact, uh, interesting, that the dance double for Kevin Bacon was dating Jennifer Beals. Um, dance double. Yeah. For Flashdance. Isn't you that mean wild? That, that this is a thing that connects. There's a, there are things that connect these two films. I read that Kevin Bacon said that. I bet he's lying. There's no way. They, that can't be true. I don't know. I believe it. I believe it. I love oh, that. I don't believe it because obviously Kevin Bacon did all that shit himself. He didn't need a double. Never, 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 never. He was okay. doing the flips and shit and doing all the gymnastics. You can't. I, I, I've started to lose my ability to tell comedy and like when people <laughs> are being sarcastic, but I'm pretty sure. Pretty confident that this is not a real. Th- anyway, um, so I have a I have a theory for you. I have a, a statement that I want to make. I believe that these songs have similar but ultimately different problems. Go on. I think that you know whenever I listen to Footloose, the song Footloose, the theme song to the film Footloose. There are these moments, I think it's that, that like, that's so cheesy, and then the way that, like, it sort of amps, like, it, it's sort of like a scale that happens, like, they're going up a step, up a step um, at certain points in the song, and it sounds less like a song I'd hear on the radio, and more like the theme song to a sitcom. Footloose sounds like it could be, like, it sounds like the Family Matters theme song to me in places. Not a not a comparison I would make, but it is a very corny song. And that's what I'm it's, saying to you, like that that like 80s, early 90s sitcom music. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, I mean, it's got the goofiest fucking chorus of like any 80s song. Like, ooh-wee, Marie, oh, Milo. The fuck are you talking about, Kenny Loggins? I, they were, well, they were. Listen, you know the story that that um, the two guys who were responsible for that song were extremely oh. sick when they were like they were both dealing with stuff at the time. Dean uh-huh. P- Dean Pitchford had strep throat the entire time that they were composing that song, and l- did not tell Kenny Loggins because Kenny Loggins had gotten really badly injured and had like broken ribs. <laughs> And had, you know, a wife and children. And so Pitchford did tell him because they were re- coming up and recording and like composing in a hotel room that Pitchford was staying in. So he tried to cover up as best as he could. And they were both covering for the fact that they were in terrible pain <laughs> the whole time. That's such a weird thing for such like a happy, goofy, happy go lucky song. It's they're comp- it's compensating. It's so they compensate so hard that it becomes cheesy and goofy and kind of fake sounding. It makes sense now, doesn't it? Now you'll see why it, it, I'm correct. No, I think you're right on this. Like I'm imagining poor Kenny Loggins with his taped ribs. Like Jack, yeah. get back! <laughs> Come on before we crack. And uh, I the big issue that what a feeling has is that. It's like almost four minutes long, that song. It's like three and a half plus, right? Somewhere in that region. 
Yeah. There ain't it's, that. It's got a, it's got, it takes a pretty uh, long run up. It doesn't really, ha- and, and it kind of also like the last minute, it just kind of treads water. And I get that, like you know, again, it's it's a it's in a movie about dancing, and dance music oftentimes will kind of like sustain a little longer than it has to because it's you're out on the dance floor and you're dancing, and they don't want mm-hmm. you to like stop dancing. You're dancing for your life. That's it, baby. Uh, but what I think is the of the stuff that's actually worthwhile of the like if you're just doing like a pop song, there's mm-hmm. about two maybe two and a half minutes worth of good stuff in there. Really good stuff. But if you tell me that the song really only has two minutes worth of good stuff in it, well, then you've just described a TikTok song. <laughs> it's a it's a lot easier to respect Flashdance, What a Feeling. It's got, you know, a lot easier to respect Giorgio Moroder, who was like one of the great songwriter producers of his era, Versus Kenny Loggins, who made a bunch of goofy pop songs for two decades that no one really seems to like unironically. And like the chorus of both songs, you look at them like, God, Flashdance blows Footloose away. That chorus is so good versus the chorus of Footloose, which is extremely catchy, but not necessarily in a good way. But like on Holy, it doesn't have it needs like a bridge. You know what I mean? It's missing yeah. something. That song is missing something fundamentally. And if it was just on TikTok, and I have to assume, by the way, that people use what a feeling on TikTok. And if they don't, they fucking should. They'll get to it. Get to it, kids. Get to it. If you're going to do Fleetwood Mac, look, you're already in the FL category. Like, <laughs> try flailing around to Flashdance. But yeah, to me, it's just it just doesn't have enough to be a full song. It's there's something fundamentally missing from that song. Whereas when I look at Footloose, it feels more complete. It's completely cheesy, but it feels like a complete song. And that's the reason why I I would say I think it's better as a song, but why I prefer Flashdance. That's my that's the crux of my argument. The two minutes that that are great about Flashdance are better than the entirety of of Footloose for me. Giorgio Moroder definitely understood synthesizers better than, uh, I guess, Kenny Loggins because the, those little or synthesizer stabs in Footloose are so lame. Like it's so like it's such a cheesy song, and yet and yet and yet, I don't know. It gets in there. Like I have been like dancing Footloose all goddamn day, versus what a feeling which. I don't know, it just starts off too slow. Well, it starts off like it's almost like it's a fantasy movie that I'm watching, right? Like yeah. I feel I feel as though Falcor is gonna come out of the clouds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Extremely it, accurate, yes. It's, it's got extreme never ending story energy, you know? Turn around. I want I now I want a ver I, wow man, somebody make a dance movie that's fantasy. <laughs> make that <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so good. Be better than any Amazon Lord of the Rings shit. I'll tell you what. I could give me a chance. I could Okay, you know what? This is it. You asked me how I would do Flashdance now. I've got it. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy epic where dancing is the thing that's going to be the difference between life and death. And dancing is the thing that's going to lift somebody who's like let's say like a like a bottom tier 
workhorse elf quest elf reaching up to be like like a high elf like lord of the rings elf this has really gone far afield but the point is i know some fantasy shit last time i was at your place you made me watch a slasher movie that was titled bring it on <laughs> it was part of the bring it on franchise yeah, they're 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 horror movies. Even though it, even though it has nothing to do with any of the, the previous entries in this franchise, that's what your remake idea sounds to me like. It feels like an abuse of that title. All I'm going to tell you is that I'm not going to let the Sci-Fi Channel be involved <laughs> with what I'm doing because I will tell you that that the concept of making the Bring It On franchise a, like a slasher franchise. I love that makes a ton of sense to me. I want things like that. I just don't want a completely bankrupt, no fucking ideas, just a little bit of money network making that stuff. You know what I mean? Like no offense, sci-fi used to work for you, but like this is not your strong suit anyway. uh, Yeah. So that's my actual answer. Great. Good going. Thanks. Pat on the back me for being able to figure out how you do flash dance. Now I will say this for both songs. They so perfectly embody the movies that they are from. Like Flashdance, What a Feeling is a song that it takes itself seriously, but is fucking ridiculous. And it's also a tiny bit too long. That is Flashdance, the movie, definitely. And Footloose is just fucking stupid. It's fun. It's stupid. I mean, it makes sense because, like, Footloose, the song, was written by the same guy who wrote Footloose, the movie. Yes, it was. That's correct. Like, that was his first screenplay after writing goofy hits. So, like, of course it does. Of course it fits perfectly. This man knew what his movie was going to be. And he wrote the perfect song for it. But you know what I'm going to say about that is that while it certainly encapsulates the film, the scenes in which it appears... Because it's basically like over the credits and then in the scene where they're at the at the, the bar where everybody's dancing outside of town. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that it's su- like, I guess it kind of suits at the very end. Like, I guess it's like, OK, like over the credits, we're all dancing as a song. Right. Like, mm-hmm. but that's not the first time it shows up. And I will say that Flashdance, what a feeling as the song that she plays to convince them to let her into this conservatory and the triumph where like the woman's like clapping at the end and everything like, look, man, you can't beat that. Like, not only is it perfect for the movie, but it's so good for that scene mm-hmm. that it kind of, again, it gives it the edge for me. I'm not saying it's a better song, but it's the one I prefer. Like, that's like another reason. The footloose dance scene is really good. And, like, those kids could fucking dance, I'll tell you what, like, unreasonably well. But I want to bring back dancing as a, as a, <laughs> as a, as a plot. They still make those. They still make the, like, the step up movies and shit like that. I guess. Is Magic Mike a dance movie? Oh, hmm. That's a good question. That's a fine question. Yeah, maybe. Um, in, in a way, in a way. It's, it's kind of like Flashdance. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like Flashdance. They're both movies about strippers. I don't know. They're like, what is she doing? What is this dance club? Because like we see her like rescuing one of her friends from an actual strip club. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 sort of like similar to, but not quite. Yeah, it's like I'd say it's high class, but I've seen what the rest of the joint looks like. And no, it's not that. But like, but it's definitely not respectable. But they are kind of a lot. I, I guess the answer is that they're not really getting paid, <laughs> right? Like, I guess the place where they're going, where it's like a straight up strip club, everybody's making money. But where Jennifer Beals is doing her dance and the other women that also dance at that place, they're doing it for the art, the big capital A art, right? (laughs) Like, well, is that not true? That's, you know, they all like clearly have this idea. Like it's always high concept. I don't know. Like, do, do places like this exist? That's a great question. Um, as somebody that cannot dance and mm. feels deeply uncomfortable inside of their own skin, I, you know, I could not possibly answer. But I guess, I don't know. I guess it's like the difference between like a burlesque place at a strip club, maybe? Where there's, because that also, like, when you think of like New York burlesque, it's always a theme, right? Like, there's all those nerdy burlesque places. Mm-hmm. So they have ideas of how they want to do it. And yes, the dancing and the nudity are a part of it, but also they're telling you a story. It might be a silly story, but it's a story. Um, and that's what flash dance is all about, right? Is that they're trying to tell you something. They're trying to take the agony of their everyday life and turn it into an ecstatic performance. That's why what I like a, that movie. See what a feeling. What if that's what I'm saying? Take your passion, make it happen. You want see you understand just fine. You get it. Yes, I, I guess I do. I think it's time for some questions. Let's do it. This is a bit of a short episode, uh, and I apologize. Maybe we should have made this a six-hour th- episode. Yeah, we just I, talked about the movies forever. I don't think. Well, I'm, uh, I think this is going to be full length. But let's. Okay, here we go. We do okay. these questions. This is how we. Uh, this is how we really firm everything up. Uh, focused questions so that all the nonsense that we said for the previous however long actually hopefully makes some kind of sense. First question, one of these songs is going to stick around. The other one's going to disappear as though it never existed. Gone. Poof. Time for the culture. Which song has to stay? Man, this is a, a very hard because it feels like both of these soundtracks, even though these are the title songs, have plenty to compensate for the the missingness of Footloose or Flashdance songs. I know our Irene Cara had her other big hit, Fame. Kenny Loggins had his other big soundtrack hit, Danger Zone, among several other lesser soundtrack hits. I don't know. I don't. You answer. I I, I don't know. I don't think either are actually super necessary for the culture. To be honest <laughs> with you, yeah, but me I neither. think. But I think that. Only one of these songs actually has the the word in the song. <laughs> and so in that way, Footloose kind of wins it. <laughs> they actually sure. say Footloose. They don't say Flashdance. Flash dance. And what a feeling. Now I gotta go dance. Flashdance. Flash dance. <laughs> Amazing. See? What a flash dance. Yes, yeah, they Flashing don't, they, and they don't, dancing. They don't, they don't matter. Whereas you could just put Maniac in and it's fine. I think that there's something essential to Footloose for the movie Footloose. And that's it. Like, I don't think either is critically important for the, the universe. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think anything's collapsing without either one of them, but in the context of the movies, again, the only real caveat to that is that I think what a feeling works so well in that final scene. Yeah, but, agree. You know what? I, I I find this argument convincing. Okay, Footloose has got to stay. Question number two: You can be around. You can be a fly on the wall for the complete creation of one and only one of these two songs, including, well, usually you say music video, but in this mm-hmm. case, you just say the movies, right? Um, because they are, especially Flashdance, is just a bunch of music videos. And by the way, this is I got kind of guess where you have to have the conversation about MTV's impact. On Footloose, not Footloose, on Flashdance. Right. Because that movie's not a success without MTV. I mean, that movie doesn't exist without MTV. Like, it's entirely predicated on copying the style of MTV and its music videos in, like, 81, 82. So... It's, it's interesting. Did you know that there was a... Um, they, they started promoting the fact that it was going to be on VHS while it was still in theaters just as a test, just to see what ha- what would happen... And they thought that it would make it so that people would stop going and seeing it. And it actually made people go to the theater even more. Weird. The movie was a huge hit. So it's interesting to see how strong a connection it had. And I don't know that that's true for all movies. But I think that it is it is its intrinsic connection with, home, not home video, but MTV, which in and of itself kind of, you know, is in the home. Like you're watching it at your house so it's, I don't know, it's fascinating to me that that's how that works. So it's sort of hard to say. This is a really hard question for me to answer because getting to watch take after take of them getting the dances right in Flashdance sounds amazing. But watching these two unbelievably sick and in physical pain men <laughs> in a hotel room Having to figure out, like I'm a fly on the wall, right? I'm like, it's it's like a Scrooge Ghost of Christmas Past. I'm not going to get strep throat, right? Like by being there, because if that's yeah. the case, then that immediately <laughs> makes Flashdance. I've winner. had strep throat. It is awful. It I is... had strep throat for so long that they had to take out my tonsils because oh, I wow. couldn't get rid of it. That was in my 20s. Let me tell you something. Don't get your tonsils taken out in your 20s. It's a tip from me to you. Most important thing you're going to hear in this episode of Song versus Song, if you can help it, Either have it done when you're a kid or don't do it at all because as an adult, it's terrible. I tell you what, when I got strep, uh, I also broke out in hives everywhere. Well, apparently that's sometimes a reaction. Yeah. Great talk here on Song vs. Song, the thing where we talk about strep throat. Strep vs. Strep. Okay, let me me, uh, be perfectly honest here. Uh, I prefer the, the dancing in Footloose in that scene. There's a guy who's going absolutely nuts in that Footloose scene. Like, uh, do you remember the guy with his like arms going like? Yeah, I remember. Like that. That guy is like burned into my brain. Like it doesn't. It doesn't even like seem possible for a human being to do that. He looks like a cartoon character. I want to see that guy honestly more than I want to see whoever was stunt dancing for Jennifer Beals. Ah, uh, no, I gotta. I want to see. I want to watch how they created every single one of those set pieces. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just think there's so much good stuff in there. Like, not even just that last bit, although I do love that very much. But the maniac scene and all of the the scenes up on stage, there's just so much art to it. It would be cool to sit down and, like, see, like, how did, like, how did those costumes get put together? Like, what, like, 
I would watch the makeup people. Like I, I don't know. I to me, I would give it to to Flashdance because I just think that there's so much artfulness to everything behind that movie that if I get to include it like a full music video, there's just more stuff to see there. Okay, I think we're gonna have to disagree on that one. That's okay. That's all, all right. right. Question all number. Right. Th- question number three. This is uh-huh. maybe one of the best times for this question. Ooh, this is this is rough. Megan the Stallion gonna get up to a night of hot girl shit, as she does. But before she can, she's got to get ready, like you do. You can't just go out willy nilly. If you're getting up to hot girl shit, you gotta look like a hot girl. It's work. Trust me. She's gonna listen to a playlist. It's gonna include one and only one of these two songs. Now and forever, Todd. Which one of these two songs is hot girl shit? What a feeling. That's my I mean, answer. I'm sticking I, I was, to it. I was going to say Maniac, but... Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, I, I think Megan is just a little bit too cool for Footloose. Like a, di- a different person, maybe you could say Footloose, but for Megan Thee Stallion specifically, that's that's got to be... That's got to be what a feeling. That's, I mean, I, that, I, don't, I don't try to... I try to divorce Meg a little bit from this question because I'm not actually, you know, I can't yeah, call this is Meg not up on the phone Megan. and be like, hey, which one of these is hot girl shit? I'm just thinking in general. And I would say that Footloose is a little too cheesy. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Footloose. What, what a feeling. <laughs> and now, the most important question, not just of the podcast, but of all questions ever asked in the history of the universe. William Shatner, a man who was a universe unto himself in many ways, uh, he's going to do a Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which one of these songs must be shat upon? In- instead of singing, can he do the dance? Can he do the entire flash dance dance? He's like 90. No, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. Absolutely but not. Can- what are you talking about? But... Is the image of him doing it extremely funny? I think I say yes. I don't know. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. I'm not. I'm not sold. I I would give it to Footloose just because of all of the names. Wee <laughs> Marie, well, shake he, it, shake it for me. Here's what I'm saying to you. I think that if you give that to Shatner, in his mind, he's got a story for every one of those people. <laughs> Jack, get back. I just, I think that, I, I think he really knows who Jack is. You know what I mean? Yeah. He knows that guy. He's got a whole backstory for Jack. But I feel like he could also really do something with that slow buildup of what a feeling. Once, when there's nothing but a small, aching pain. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. Ooh, wee. Marie. <laughs> um,. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe you sold me. It's tough to say. I'm going to call it a draw. I would like for yeah. both. I would like for both. As is so often the case, we both we, we just want Shatner to cover everything. <laughs> we want Shatner to talk less on the internet about his former Star Trek <laughs> castmates and spend more time making music. Uh, a thing that I think even William Shatner would agree with. Uh, all right. Well, that helped a little. But now we get the most important part of the show, which is listener comments. The actual intellectuals. Todd, what did they think? All right, let's see what they say. Well, Michael Murphy writes, you'd have to be a maniac to pick Flashdance over Footloose. 
And for what it's worth, yes, there were so many, so many third-party votes for Maniac. Good. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's 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 really obvious. Jerry Hanna, <clears throat> Jeremy Hanna writes, the real question is which one had the best stage adaptation? Oh, good, good point. That is a good point. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, I didn't know there was a Flashdance stage adaptation. Well, I knew there was. I, I just assumed. I knew there was a Footloose. Uh, I had a, a friend in college who really was like a theater kid and really, really liked that Footloose stage. I, I think she had done it in, in school or something. And she played me a little bit of it, of the like the opening scene, the Broadway cast recording, whatever. And I was like, this is so cheesy. This is infinitely cheesier than the movie it comes from, which is really saying something. I'm going to tell you, I think that it's 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 up to us to become experts in this, just in case <laughs> uh, Musical Splainin decides that they want to cover this. Because <laughs> one of us is going to have to get over there. It's going to be very important, I think. Oh, now I got to go loose. See, foot loose. All right. Gal Hazor writes, every theme song should be name of movie, ellipsis, song title. Like, Titanic dot 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 my heart will go on or the Scorpion King dot 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 I stand alone just cooler in every way two leggings up from me I'm gonna think about what you said I'm not gonna say I agree with it but I will it's gonna stay with me I, I I don't think people think enough about how fucking ridiculous that title is <laughs> oh I think about it a lot so maybe other people but not me Knopf 4 writes, so the theme this episode is title songs to movies where they're not the best song in the movie. Wow, roasted, but correct. <laughs> Let's hear it for All the right. boy. Yes. Or, right. or, or girl or yeah. person. Let's hear it for the person. Let's hear it for them. Yeah, the name Knopf 4 does not really give me uh, any insight as to whether this is a male or female commenter. Let, let, let's hear it for him. All right. Jim Storch writes, as a lifelong Pittsburgher, I am honor bound to vote for Flashdance, so it's a good thing I like the song. And besides, without Flashdance, there would be no Flash Beagle. What? Flash Beagle. You know. What? I don't. I, in fact, do not. I did not either, so I had to look it up. It is a Peanuts special starring Snoopy in a parody of Flashdance, apparently. I don't know what to do with that. I really don't. I feel as though I've suddenly become aware that there is a wound inside <laughs> of me that will never that will never heal. Um, by the way, I feel as now that somebody's brought up Pittsburgh, I it should be mentioned. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I mean, listen, Pittsburgh has got nothing to do with Jersey. Um, it could yeah. have. But Dr. Oz is going back to Jersey. Anyway, uh, everybody loves when I mention politics on the podcast. I was meant as a joke. But what I was going to say is that, you know, both of these movies are based on true stories, which is the craziest thing in the world. The craziest <laughs> thing I ever heard in my life, both based on true stories. Yeah, there are real there are, in fact, real towns where the you can't dance. That's and there, the was a, there was a real uh, like steel working, weld working like <laughs> person. That this is based on that that like isn't that that's I, of all the things that I'm gonna say that's absolutely the craziest thing is that they're both based on true stories both of them. That's just so insane to me. Anyway, Randolph Sparks writes: 
gotta go with the log dog on this one. Which I read that one just because that nickname for Kenny Loggins is so awful and I've never heard it and it needs to happen. And and two G's in both log and dog for the record. Oh, oh very important. I, had, <laughs> I, I did assume, but I'm glad that, that I was correct in that assumption. Listen, I want if somebody listens to this podcast and knows or has reason to interact with Kenny Loggins. Call him Log Dog and see what happens. <laughs> just see what just see what occurs. If you live to tell the tale, let us know. Let us know what happened, though, because I guess we'll assume you didn't die. All right, and one last one. Erica Elizabeth writes: Foot loose, pet goose, pick to fight with a moose. Cheese, stiff breeze. Watch out, there are ten bees. She did not elaborate on what any of that meant. I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> it is it is not less goofy than the actual version. Self-evident, those. <laughs> if you don't get it, you don't deserve to get it. Oh, uh, I don't deserve a lot of things, Lena. So true, so true. Uh, all right, well, that leaves... The results. The results. You know, I'm, I'm curious what you think here, because I had legitimately no idea which way this was going to go. I think that Maniac looms so large over Footloose or, or over uh, Flashdance that it makes it virtually impossible um, for what a feeling to win out. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, like, yes, you can absolutely say, and I would agree that there are better songs in Footloose. But the they theme song so to Footloose is still, yeah, like they don't overshadow the theme song. And so with that in mind, I have my guess is that Footloose is going to rule the day. That's my guess. Okay. By how much? Uh, I don't think it's going to be by much. Like, I feel like that's like a, that's like a 55, 45 or like a 60, 40. All right. Well, here we go. With a total vote of 356 to 301. That is a 55, 45 split. The correct answer, the winner. Gotta cut loose. Put loose. I'm a God. I can't. I can't believe it. There you, you go. You are you are you know the Nate Silver of this. Don't just, ever say that again. Never. I apologize. How dare you? <laughs> but you you nailed that. Uh, you nailed it perfectly. Fifty five forty five for Footloose. Amazing. Well, thank you for listening to Song versus Song. We are officially a podcast that slaps, according to LifeHacker.com. Amazing. If you agree that we do, in fact, slap, yeah, you can support us on our Patreon at Song vs. Song. Look us up, and if you donate a dollar, you get our entire backlog of bonus episodes. We just review a new movie every month. This month, we reviewed Weird, the Al Yankovic story. You can check that out right now for the cost of a dollar. That is like two drops of a a Starbucks latte. You can afford it. Dollar's nothing. It's like probably the only thing you can get for a dollar. Stick of gum costs more than that. If you can't do that, just thank you for supporting us. Tell all your friends about us. Tell leave us, us leave us a nice review, five stars on iTunes, and then write something wonderful. Say that we saw Someone's going to write something wonderful. <laughs> no comment. All right. Five stars, which I would take. Thank you for listening. And now our next episode, which is... The holiday episode. Yep. Oh, boy, we do episode. it every year. Every year. Holiday episode. Here we go. Todd, 
what Christmas this might be the last one because I, I only I don't know anymore. Oh, but we'll see. Oh God. Oh man. Well, well then I have I, a, I have what, a guess for at least what one of the songs is going to be. Then. Oh no, you don't. Really? Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll leave it in my head if it's one of the ones that I thought you were going to do. I I I argue. Okay, so my assumption is that there are so many Christmas songs. I'm sure I'll be able to find out and find more. Okay. Uh, ideas. I, I asked you because I had ideas for what I was going to do. And you were like, I already have an idea. I'm going to say that either we're going to get Mariah Carey up in here or we're going to have um, Whamageddon. I believe that one of those two songs will appear. That's my. That's been my assumption since you said you already had songs picked out. What are the actual songs? We're going to be doing Jingle Bell Rock versus Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. God damn it. <laughs> we can't unload the barrel right away. We got to leave some it. in the We've chamber. We've done several years of these. <laughs> and we may do several more. Who knows? Who knows? This podcast, long may it live. Yeah, I would love, I would, I could do Christmas episodes. We could just do a whole Christmas podcast and I'm not even a Christmas person, but I do like Christmas music. Anyway, get hype for those two songs, I guess. Very important. Go and, go and vote. All right. It's Christmas time and the best thing you can do other than give a gift is vote in our poll. So long, everybody. Bye. Thank you.